0: Alright everybody, so last week on the Twistcast, Jesse, what did we talk about? Avengers Endgame. Yes, we did. We talked about that movie so much and so hard. If you guys missed it,
1: please go back and listen to Avengers Endgame. Of course... We see the movie first. If you haven't seen the movie at this point, we've passed the Russo's spoiler deadline, so you might be a little SOL. Yes, but, you know, we'll still feel a little bit bad about it. Mm, not really. Okay. We give, we, give, we give you enough warning.
0: Yeah, we did. We really did. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much all we talked about last week. Yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So tonight, though, we are actually missing Mike. Because he's sick and has no voice. Damn him. I know. I know. And funny thing about podcasts is it's really hard to do it when you don't have a voice.
1: Yeah, you you would think.
0: So if you hear little things from Mike here and there throughout this twist cast.
1: It's the spirit of Mike channeling into here.
0: Correct. (laughs) No matter how irrelevant his remarks may be. (laughs) He is still here in spirit.
1: And I'm assuming since I'm not hearing this at the moment of recording that they're going to be very irrelevant Mark Oh, they
0: they are going to be extremely, extremely (laughs) irrelevant. Um, All right. So without any further ado, we don't have any news tonight. But what we do have for you is some talks about the Spider-Man Far From Home
1: trailer. Before we get into that. Yes. Any extra final thoughts on Endgame? Okay. Well, I've been reading
0: so many interviews um, with people, you know, cast and crew mm-hmm. having to do with Endgame. Uh, and the ones I was really specifically interested in the most were really not the cast so much as the writers. Okay. Um, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely.
1: All right, I'm going to pretend like I know who they are.
0: Well, so they, they wrote Endgame. Okay. And they wrote Infinity War. Okay. Um, to me, they are two of the most important people. Well, yeah, that, without them, the movie wouldn't be the what it is. Right, but I feel like a lot of the times, uh, especially for blockbuster movies, the writers never get the credit that oh, no, they're they do. It's always the director yeah. and the actors. Mm-hmm. But without a good story, like... You could you could have the best actors and the best director, but I feel like a lot of times, especially with people who are really into the movie, the one thing that is really easy to complain about is, oh, yeah, like the dialogue wasn't good or yeah. it wasn't a good story, you know?
1: Who is in charge of that? The writers. And that's why half the time when people complain about the, like the dialogue in a movie, I'm like, it's not really the actor's fault half the time. They're doing the best that they can. Yeah. Sometimes it really is the actor's, actor's fault, but... Right. Well, I mean, if uh, you can
0: even go back to like Star Wars. You know, I, I know you can watch so many interviews with Mark Hamill. He's like, yeah, I mean, I got the script for Star Wars and I just told George Lucas, like, dude, do you even know how to talk to people? <laughs> like, this is the worst dialogue I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And there had to be so many rewrites for the dialogue. Um, But yeah, Infinity War and Endgame really brought out the best, I believe, in all of the MCU actors and actresses. They did. They really understood each character. Yeah. And, you know, it obviously has a lot to do with the actors, actresses, and director. But... They need stuff to go off of, mm-hmm. and if it's really good stuff, it's really a lot easier to, you know, have a great performance. And that's what we got from two movies, and it's really quite an amazing thing. Um, just how big the entire project is and
1: how how badly it could have done. Oh yeah, no. There was you know? the potential for it's such as a massive thing and such high expectations going into it. There was the potential that yeah. it could have gone south really quickly. Yep. But given Marvel's track record, they
0: haven't really had many missteps. So. No, they really haven't. Um, so getting into it now, uh, there are a few things that I thought were pretty interesting that the writers have talked about. Um, one of them is, and we talked about this in the last podcast. Um, we were talking about how the Hulk was the first one to wear uh, Tony's gauntlet mm-hmm. that he makes yep, and attempts to bring everybody back. You know, well, that, he does. Well, so he he does, yeah. yes. Um, you know, that kills him, but he does. Exactly. His one arm is extremely, extremely messed up. And we were all thinking like, well, he's the Hulk. Maybe he's going to heal because, you know, he made a point in the movie, Bruce Banner makes a point in the movie to say, you know, this thing it radiates a lot of gamma radiation. Yeah.
1: And he's fine to gamma radiation. It'll hurt him if there's too much, but right. he'll be fine after a while. Exactly. It's kind of his thing. So we thought that was kind of, um, a nod
0: to say, you know, the Hulk will be okay. Yeah. At the end of this,
1: you know, um. Do we know what Marvel's plans are with Hulk? Because he is still partially owned by Universal, so... We do not know what uh, anything.
0: And that was actually one of the things that both the Russos and um, the writers said about the Hulk is, we don't know anything about his character arc mm-hmm. past this movie. Okay. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Whether Mark Ruffalo even wants to continue. Sure. And it's... He was one of the original six, so he's due. Yeah, you know, if he wants to. Uh, but they said that the damage done to Hulk's arm mm-hmm. is permanent. Really? Yes.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I was I was pretty shocked about that. I mean, I guess I can understand it. I mean, you're talking about this thing that has such immense power that it can bend reality. Yeah. And do all this crazy shit so I guess I can kind of believe it right yeah it just but it's still
0: in the in the MCU things happen and things are just beyond explanation yeah (laughs) right so if he were to be okay afterwards you know maybe after like a few years or something like that maybe he has some scientific breakthrough maybe okay but as of right now, they're saying that damage is permanent to Hulk. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. We'll see where they if they go anywhere with this. Right. So that's that's one thing. Um, another is the ramifications of them going back in time, and yes. y- you know, <laughs> it just either taking things from the past that you know will affect the
1: story going forward, like from where they took it from. And... So that's not my issue when it comes to the time travel bit. Because, like, they do explain that they replace it essentially the second they took it. So Mm -hmm. that doesn't really affect the timeline. My issue is more when you take the past versions of Thanos and Nebula out of the timeline and then murder them in the future. How does that not affect things?
0: Yeah. uh, And they didn't really have an explanation for it. No,
1: and that's the problem with time travel as a sci-fi concept in general like yeah you can make it the rules as airtight as you want but you're still probably going to be making loopholes and there's nothing you can do except say fuck it it's just time travel deal with it yeah and that's
0: exactly what they did Um, one of the biggest things that that really caught me off guard in the movie was when thor took mjolnir from
1: yeah, so how does that work? Because that that takes place during the Dark World. Yeah, so how does Dark World and Ragnarok Thor not have Mjolnir? Mjolnir. Wait, how? What?
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's like, did he find another way to somehow overcome all of those obstacles without Mjolnir? Or did they reform a new one? But <sighs> okay, but at that point, um, apparently. Thanos had already went to um Nidavellir I think it's called yeah
1: um and to have a, the, the gauntlet made and killed all the dwarves yep so oh, but I guess they could explain it away because Cap had Mjolnir when he went back in time so he could have just dropped it off in Asgard did he he took Mjolnir he, he took Mjolnir with him oh so I guess he replaced Mjolnir with Thor at with that the, point with the stone when he yeah. put it back yeah. into Jane Foster. <laughs> yes. When he re-atomized it and put it into Jane, he just left Mjolnir there, I guess. Hmm. Well, I guess that makes sense then. Yeah. Because he he walks onto the uh, time quantum platform, Pad. whatever, uh, holding the shield and Mjolnir. Okay. I don't remember him holding Mjolnir, but I'm sure I you're mean, I right. I could be
0: wrong about that. Nah, I'm sure you're right. Um yeah, but that was that was one thing that they were just like, um, yeah, we don't really have a, an explanation for that. So, uh the other thing is with Gamora, yes. Now she's just
1: out and about? Yeah, and now they ripped her out of the timeline so she never technically met the Guardians. Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah. Is the Guardians stuff not happen now and I mean, it doesn't change the future.
0: That's what they said. It doesn't change their present future.
1: But they're not replacing a Gamora back into the timeline, and they ripped the Gamora out from 2014, so... that
0: Then that would create a splintered alternate timeline where the Guardians didn't happen. But the timeline where the Guardians did happen still exists just without Gamora.
1: Time travel. Oh, yeah. God.
0: <laughs> um, but one of the issues that people were taking with it is... Uh, And I don't, I didn't really take an issue with this because I, so what people were saying is when Tony snapped his fingers Mm -hmm. and effectively wiped out Thanos and all of his armies. Yep. People were saying that, well, isn't Gamora technically a part of his army? And I'm thinking no, No. because she made the conscious choice to go against Thanos before the snap happened.
1: Yeah, and I think, did Tony know Gamora before that point? Like, did they ever meet at one? No,
0: they didn't. Uh, no, because Gamora died before yeah. Guardians showed up on
1: uh, Titan, and yeah, that's where I he met the Guardians. I don't, I don't think that she would have been wiped out, but yeah, we don't know that for certain, right? Because all we see at the end is just Quill seeing a missing picture of her, essentially, and mm-hmm. that's it. So yeah, and the Russos did confirm that. Um,
0: The Guardians are looking for her at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're on the ship. Uh, And Groot, when they're talking about who should be the new leader of the the Guardians, Mm -hmm. Thor or Quill, and someone brings up a knife fight to determine (laughs) uh, whether, you know, or who should be the leader, uh, Groot is... Groot says, yes, I like knives. <laughs> and that's that was his line. He's the
1: weirdest character.
0: Yep. Uh, it wasn't nearly as impactful as his line in Infinity War at the end, where when he's getting turned to dust, it's on the record, the Roosters have said that he's saying dad mm-hmm. when he's getting dusted. Ugh. Hurts, man. Hurts so bad. But, um, yeah, besides that, though honestly just just look on like i think it's called cbr ComicBookResources dot com. um they have a ton of interviews with the writers and the cast that will maybe answer a lot of the questions you have that are like just hanging over your head or something like that or maybe not <laughs> or maybe not yeah <laughs> maybe just maybe say fuck it maybe it'll, maybe it'll introduce a whole new line of questioning
1: for your brain to keep you up at night <laughs> So, speaking of a whole new line of questioning, we got that new Spider-Man trailer. Yes, we did. And that's what we call a segue.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I got to say, it's just not the same segueing without Mike.
1: Yeah, well, I figured I'd give it a shot for once. Let me have the limelight, damn it. (laughs) It was pretty good. You did a great job. I think Mike would be proud of you. Um, Before we get too in-depth of the Spider-Man trailer, I guess we should throw up another spoiler warning in case you still have not seen Endgame. Yep, yep. Literally, at the beginning of this trailer, you have Tom Holland saying, if you haven't seen Endgame don't watch it so there will be a little bit of spoiler talk for endgame so not only will there be a lot of spoilers for endgame
0: but and this is something that i was not expecting there are a lot a lot of spoilers for spider-man
1: itself yeah they did delve really hard into the plot in this trailer really hard surprisingly hard
0: yeah um and i don't think this is a classic like marvel bait and switch trailer
1: no cuz i think it's going to be important moving forward with the mcu in general yeah um so if you don't if you don't want to know
0: about far from home like major plot points I,
1: I i really wouldn't recommend listening yeah there's no other way to say it yeah. it's not one of those things that we could say go watch it and then come back cuz it the trailer just says so much yeah um but if if you if you watch a
0: trailer cool keep on listening um but yeah just if you don't want it to be spoiled please don't listen don't hate us (laughs) so that's about that's about all we can do for you all right so getting into it we know this takes place after endgame
1: yes like moment like maybe like a week or two after endgame yep um
0: we see tony or Peter mourning Tony with Happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is with Peter, am I gonna step up and essentially be the next Iron Man or the next, you know,
1: leader? Yeah. Uh, so does that suggest that maybe he's gonna be using primarily the Iron Spider suit from now on? I don't think so. I would hope not because he's I, got so many different suits he can have. Yeah. I don't want him to be stuck with just the one. Yeah, I, I, I think what's going to happen is he's going to be in the iron spider
0: suit for a while and people are going to keep comparing him to iron man and then he's just not gonna be able to take it anymore and it's, yeah, it's gonna be eating at him too much and... exactly you know uh, he he wants to he wants to be a leader like tony was but he needs to be spider-man first and foremost mm-hmm. and that's not who tony was you know um It's
1: just a whole identity
0: thing. He needs to be himself.
1: Um, So I wonder how they're going to deal with that moving forward with like his suits. Are they, he's going to find like maybe a suit or two that Tony had lying around before he starts making his own suits or. Honestly, I, I, I think it's going to be something like. uh, Tony.
0: Tony is allowing like Peter into like the lab Mm -hmm. or whatever, where he's able to create the suits and Peter's going to be able to do that for himself. From now on.
1: Because that'd be a nice little touch to put at the end of this movie
0: coming up. Yep. Yeah, because you always wonder, like, where do these people get their suits and equipment
1: from? Yeah, and, like, he's still in high school. So, like, he wouldn't have the resources. No. And even if Aunt May knows that he's Spider-Man, like, she can't really help much. No. So, where is he getting all this tech from? Exactly. So, it makes sense if he's allowed access into Stark Tower. Yep. Yeah, and, I mean, I think the only...
0: And I I could be dead wrong about this, but I I think really where Peter starts making his own advanced suits in the comics mm-hmm. starts coming where he um not, not he it's not when he works for it's not the Future Foundation because that's Fantastic Four. He gets his own suit from uh, We're her, talking about like Horizon Labs. Horizon Labs. Yeah. Yes. So when he starts working there. And when Otto starts Parker Industries mm-hmm. in Superior Spider-Man, that's when all of Peter's suits, like really advanced ones start getting made. But like you he said, he's not at that age yet. Like not anywhere uh, kind of no. near it. He hasn't even been to college yet. Nope. So he needs a resource. And I think Stark is going to be that for him. So, um, yeah. So getting getting more into the, the plot of it, um
1: huge spoiler, there's a multiverse. Which is an exciting idea, actually. Yeah. And um
0: I could be wrong if there's any faithful listeners out there, but I'm fairly certain I said like after Infinity War or sometime in between then and endgame that the snap is gonna cause a a rip in the dimension. And there's going to be the multiverse afterwards. I
1: mean, not to discredit you or anything, but that was kind of a pretty obvious theory. Hey, I said <laughs> it though. I'm on record. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like like you were saying before the podcast, this leaves the room open for all these new characters to start coming into things. Especially the X-Men. Yes. So you can have all the mutants start coming in. Mm-hmm. You can... Um, Oh, who else was I thinking of recently? It'll come back to me at some point, but all these different characters can start popping in. Mm-hmm. I was even talking to my one friend the other day and I was saying how awesome would it be if like toward the end or maybe like an end card sequence for Far From Home, all of a sudden you tease like Silver Surfer in there. Yeah. Just to slowly, slowly start bringing like Galactus and everything. That'd be cool. Um,
0: so actually this is going off of Far From Home kind of a result of endgame so people have been asking like who do you think is going to be the next big villain mm-hmm. like overarching yeah that's of the next phase yeah phases and people are saying kang the conqueror i have been hearing that a lot yeah is there their front runner because he's primarily like a time meddling villain slash good guy depends on <laughs> which kang you get um i know he has like a couple different names um but he has like good personalities and bad personalities. And there's just a, a number of ways he could show up. Um, but people are thinking because of all the time meddling that went on in Endgame, mm-hmm. he could be the
1: next person. My so, my I don't want to I don't know if I want to say hope, but my money's more on Galactus because I think they wanna start bringing in more of like the Fox properties. Yeah. And he's one of the most the biggest villains in the entire Marvel universe. So, right. Um, but between the two, I think that those are probably solid choices.
0: Yeah, I, I I think I'm I'm leaning more towards Galactus as well. But I thought it was an interesting theory mm-hmm. to have Kang come in. Um. So going back to Far From Home. Um, <laughs> You've
1: drilled off so hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did. But it, it, so. Both the Russos and John Watts have said that Far From Home, uh, John Watts being the director of... Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man, have both said that this movie will be the epilogue to Endgame. So it's going to be a lot of tying up, you know, feelings and loose ends and story connections Mm -hmm. that wasn't totally um, closed in Endgame. So...
1: I I don't know I feel like there's gonna be a very
0: somber feel to the entire
1: movie yeah especially the first probably like thirty minutes or so yep it's just gonna be so depressing
0: yeah which is gonna be a big tonal change from homecoming which was uh, like a feel-good high school movie yeah until the
1: end but um yeah but I, I think that'll work though because this is basically Peter's like coming of age story now right yeah I I think it's a
0: perfect choice for after end game mm-hmm. um, and someone who is so close to this guy, you know, to Tony, like he's, he's suppo- being groomed to be the next leader. Yeah. What's he going to do after his mentor essentially
1: passes away? Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't, yeah, you don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I literally have no um, words. It's, there's They could take it in so many different directions. So. So, so
0: one thing that probably has a lot of people curious is the villain
1: of Far From Home, which if you're a Spider-Man fan or really... That's what I was thinking of earlier. So the multiverse thing could explain away the Sony universe of Spider-Man movies where you can have all those Spider-Man villains and stuff without having Spider-Man there. So you could bring
0: Venom into it.
1: You theoretically could, maybe, at some point. Oh, my glob. That <laughs> if, is amazing. If Sony, like, finally decides, okay, fine, we'll play nice now, Yeah, this multiverse thing could be a way to bring all that stuff back in. Yes. That's perfect, dude. Oh, my God.
0: Yes. <laughs> um I knew it would come back to me at some point. <laughs> amazing. Um... Speaking of amazing, going back to Spider-Man. Uh, so the villain of the movie, though, I feel like has people confused. Because if you're a fan of the comics, fan of Spider-Man, you know who Mysterio is. Mm-hmm. He's not a good guy. Not usually, no. Not usually. Yeah. I mean, unless, like, the world is literally going to end.
1: Then he'll do it just out of self-preservation. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I I think it's going to be another bait and switch sort of thing where it's going to be like, oh, he's the good guy. No, he's not. He's the villain the entire time. Just pulling the strings. So, do you think that, remember in Endgame
0: where in the beginning there are all the holograms of different people uh, with Black Widow and she's kind of like. Yes. And Okoye is is there and she's like, there is an earthquake underwater? Vaguely, yes. Do you think that's going to have anything to do with the elementals? It could
1: because um, that was never explained like any further in that movie no it wasn't and it's not like the snap caused any sort of like weird natural disasters or anything like that Mm-mm. so it could have been yeah so yeah I just I
0: thought that was kind of peculiar you know why would you mention like an earth disaster and then have elemental creatures in the next movie after
1: Endgame mm-hmm. we'll see if maybe they it back yeah They might only have like a passing line or something that just happens to be like, if you're paying attention, connect the two. But yeah, we'll see. Which leads me to believe, like I wonder if
0: if that's the case, if anybody from Black Panther is going to be in Spider-Man.
1: Ooh. I would love it if Okoye or Shuri showed up. Right. Oh my God. Shuri and Peter. Oh my God, that'd be great. That would be awesome. And
0: Shuri would definitely be able to help peter out with some
1: suits hell even just uh t'challa and yeah. peter that would be wonderful
0: dude imagine
1: spider-man with the vibranium spider suit oh my god the damage that he could cause oh my god yeah oh, just watching like black panther during that final scene end game just build up all that kinetic energy just blast it off yes spider-man could do so much with that oh my god like and, and imagine like if, if he had web
0: shooters that was essentially like um, T'Challa's necklace, mm-hmm. or just that un- ju- the un- suit, just
1: comes straight out of it. Out of his, yeah. Oh, oh my god, that would be great. That would be so awesome. I, I want to say this is more on the far fetched side of things, but that it would is. be great.
0: It's it's far fetched, but it's also plausible. It, it's
1: so plausible. <laughs> Anything is plausible at this point because we have no idea what to expect coming from Marvel.
0: Yeah. Um, I wonder how much screen time. So we see Nick Fury mm-hmm. in the trailer. I wonder how much he's going to have to do with the story past
1: a certain point, or if he's going to be in there kind of like the entire time. I feel like he's going to have kind of the same presence that he had in Iron Man 2. Yeah. He's there to kind of set up the story, be there to explain a few things here and there, but won't necessarily be the focal point. Got it. We'll. It could be more like Marvel, where he's basically in the entire thing. Right. It, from the trailer, it makes it seem like he's going to be in there a lot more than I think he will be, but... Yeah, because yeah. you guys still remember you're gonna have to pay Sam Jackson to do his appearance. So, so right. do you want to pay him for the entire movie? Yeah, I can't imagine he's cheap. No, no. <laughs> um,
0: which leads me to one of my favorite lines from the trailer. <laughs> yep. Sam Jack Nick Fury's but pretty I'm, much,
1: but I'm just your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. <laughs> Bitch, you've been to space. <laughs> It's what we're all thinking, like, bitch, please, come on. Yeah. Like, dude, you just get over it and just step up. Step up, Spider-Man. I just also love the attitude that MJ has the entire time. It's yeah. It's just so great. Like, what, that's your Spider-Man? It's pretty obvious. <laughs> I wonder if that's just going to be, if it was cut together like that for the trailer. It probably was, but I I feel like she's a lot smarter than she lets on, so... She that's fact, on that she's pretty smart, though. Yeah, I feel like she's even <laughs> smarter than that, though. Like, you're in Europe, and all of a sudden, oh no, Spider-Man's here now. Like, yeah, she's gonna. I think she can piece that together. Yeah. Um. So,
0: going past the characters and kind of thinking about like the environment where the movie's going to take place, mm-hmm. Far From Home, uh, kind of indicates that it's going to be not in New York, right? No. But. Uh, In an interview with John Watts, he says like the first, I don't know, act
1: of the movie is in New York. I can see that because you have to deal with the aftermath of Endgame. You have to see Peter trying to cope with Tony's loss and everything. And then you have to explain why they're going to Europe after that. Yeah. So I I can see a good third of the movie being set in New York still. Yeah. So, oh, I just thought that was worth mentioning. I think it's interesting that they're setting in Europe though. Mm-hmm. that's not really something you associate with spider-man so no it's a nice change yeah plus i don't think europe's really been in many marvel movies up to this point so i wonder if they're going to use this as a way to introduce captain britain i that's i think the probably the biggest stretch we've said tonight
0: <laughs> well in so in endgame when cap goes back uh cap and tony go back to the 70s um to new jersey yeah where um I guess at the, the army base essentially Yeah the army base from Winter Soldier that they blew up Yep And when Steve tries to like duck into An office to hide from security Yep He sees Peggy Carter on the other side Yep Of some window And someone else comes in the room with Peggy And says that Braddock hasn't shown up And Braddock is the name of Captain Britain
1: maybe that might be something that they're going to do later on, but I don't think that they're going to do that right now. Yeah. Especially because you also think about like the, just the common movie goer that doesn't really know much about the comics and stuff. You just introduced Captain Marvel. Now you're going to bring in another captain character. I feel like it might confuse people a little bit. Yeah. Like so close together. At least there was a big difference between Captain Marvel, and Captain America. Sure. Like people had time to get used to Captain America. Right. So, I think just on that basis alone, just like their names being too similar, it might be a bit much of a to stretch. Do, yeah. Do, do it right now. Maybe give it another like three years or so, but sure.
0: Yeah. But they're definitely planting the seed though.
1: Yeah. Possibly.
0: Like there's no reason, no other reason why they would say that name, that specific name. Yeah. Unless it just
1: happens to be, they just chose the name.
0: That Braddock. You never yeah. know. You never know. So, um, Anything else that you're looking for from the Far From Home trailer?
1: I don't know. I'm just ready for this to just kind of be like a nice send-off to everything that we've seen so far. And also just, I'm excited to see what it does to set up for the future.
0: Right, because this is technically the last movie of the phase. Yes. Endgame was not the last movie. No, this one just kind of ties things up. Yep. Um, I'm very excited to see what happens in the movie, obviously. And then, like you said how it sets everything up. And the, I think the biggest thing we're going to get from the movie, um, other than the fact that we now know there's a multiverse. Yep. We're going to get
1: all of the rest of the movies that they have lined up. Yes. I'm really looking forward to that post credit scene. Mm-hmm. To just see what they do. The timeline. We know nothing about it. Yep. Uh, I'm expecting,
0: uh, Captain Marvel Black Panther Doctor Strange Guardians 3 and then another Avengers movie that's
1: five okay um trying to think who else they might throw in there because who hasn't gotten I mean they're going to do the Black Widow movie but that's a prequel yeah that's going to have to be a prequel um I know that they're setting up for the Eternals, but that I think it's a little bit later on down the line. That's true. Yeah. That I wonder if they're going to... I think that's already filming. So that might be like 2021 or something. So that might be these next like two years or so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That might be before. I mean...
1: I feel like they would do Eternals before they gave Captain Marvel a sequel. You think so? I think so. I could see that. But they're going to have to do something with Captain Marvel. Like She'll probably pop up here and there. And if they do another Avengers between now and her sequel, she'll be in the Avengers. Yeah. I, I see
0: Captain Marvel and Peter Parker having a thing, like in the MCU. Like okay. they're, they're going to be intertwined somehow. I can see it. Because they do in the
1: comics. Yeah. Um, it's also a different circumstance in the comics, though. It is. It is. But, you know, Peter... Peter's going to get older. Carol's not. It's true. (laughs) But I mean, you still have to remember, he is only 15 still. So it's still going to be a while. Yeah, you're right. He is. I totally forgot about that. What? Carol's like 30? Mm, If even that old.
0: Yeah, maybe mid-20s. Mid to late 20s. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So uh, a lot of questions, people. A lot of questions for the
1: Far From Home trailer. I feel like we raised more questions than we answered tonight. Yeah. And I don't... Because that's I'm, what this trailer did. It raised a lot of questions and answered basically none of them. Yeah. And I'm not that sorry about it. No. I'm even more excited, actually. Yeah. So,
0: um, like we said in the beginning, check out the trailer if you don't mind having major plot points spoiled.
1: But, of course, if you've listened this far, then it's already been spoiled.
0: So yep. And if you haven't seen Endgame yet, well... You should go see that shit.
1: I still need to see it a second time. Me too, but it's hard to get out for that long a period of time. It's already the second highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, I really am rooting
0: for it to pass Avatar because yeah, how far off is it? I think Avatar was two
1: point seven billion, or... and they're at like what one point? They passed it to a mark over they the two billion marker. Did they weekend? It, so it was maybe two point one. Maybe let's see if I can look it up real quickly. Let's do a Google search about the money Endgame is made. So in just 11 days in theater, um, it made $2.19 billion. Jesus Christ. Uh, previously, the fastest film that had ever surpassed $2 billion was in 47 days by Avatar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is going to be Avatar. It's going to be the highest gross movie of all time. And I, I think that with um, with Spider-Man's release
0: date, July being July second, mm-hmm. I think people are going to be really, really inclined to see Endgame and then go right, right into, into Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So that's that creates a huge opportunity for repeat viewings. Yep. of Endgame. <sighs> My
1: God, this, this movie! What a time Jesus. to be alive.
0: <laughs> um. All right, so. I, I think that's it that's for us. That's
1: all we got for tonight. It's a short little one. We're missing Mike. So we're missing half the news. We yep. just trimmed it down a bit for you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. Next time we'll have Mike back. We, we be, hope. <laughs> yeah.
0: If he gets his voice back. Um, my, my voice has sounded like a little bit like garbage tonight. I don't know why. It just feels like I have a frog in my throat or
1: something. I'm tired as hell, but I'm fine. Yeah. I I perked up. You sound great, Jesse. Well, I knew that I had to make up for him (laughs) missing, so... Right. If you notice, I actually spoke more than normal tonight. Yes, I did notice that. (laughs) I think everybody likes that. Right, everybody?
0: That's right. I'm going
1: to assume that was a yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Every time I do that, I feel like I'm on fucking Blue's Clues or something. (laughs) All right. Um, so until
1: next time, I'm Sam. And I'm Jesse. Oh, God, that was weird not to hear that after Mike.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's so weird. It's all right. <laughs> until next week, everybody stay twisted.